Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash news for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 29 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 30th of July 2019. We are fortnightly a source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews in the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. I'm back once again for the Renegade Master, it's me, Bruce Cameron. You back off the mic a bit there, mate, back oh, off sorry. the mic. That was Full really loud. This week, <laughs> we've got the fully interactive Andrew Watsons here. Hi, what does that mean? I don't know. And uh, fresh from creating Moonlanders, it says here, it's the touchscreen operated Joanne Love. Hello, everyone. That was Mars Rovers, not Moonlanders. Damn it, this is rubbish. Just start what again. Does, what does Come that on. one mean? Because <laughs> I wasn't a beat, Nick, because I was doing the Mars Rover thing with brownies. I'll pause. I get what you you look fine. Touch, you I get it. Touchscreen touch operated. Who writes this rubbish? Do you, do you mind if I carry on with the intro now? <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Thank you. <clears throat> Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the return of Collabfest, who's involved and the dates for your diary. We have a full interview with the awesome Cameron Robertson, who has, and I am genuinely gutted about this, quit Brewdog. Mm. We talk about Brewdog's controversial decision to extend the FP6. Brewdog Abbey is organising some brand new Masters tours. Hello, Abbey. And some big management changes to say about. Oh, you can visit Tower Hill in 3D. We've got big bars updates, Wattie's back, and much, much more. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in Brudo PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brudo. So, without further ado, let's play some beat music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the Brudog News Podcast. Brudog News Podcast. James Watt. Martin Dickey, she's diabolical, absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Bulldog News Podcast, it's Blackie here for our mailroom again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, but especially our top tier Patreon supporters, Innis, Neil and... Neil? No, hold on, let me start that again. <laughs> oh, this is going terribly. <laughs> Innis, Neil and one other Never mind Anyway, we'll start again And a huge shout out to all our new Patreon supporters this week But especially our top tier supporters Neil, Innis and Mark Uh, Thank you also to Kevin Watt for recording our intro there Uh, A quick note on Patreon by the way If you're a supporter you can now add the Patreon podcast feed Directly to your podcast player of choice Whether that's Apple Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, all those sort of things. Uh, you would have had an email, so if you're a Patreon supporter and you want to make sure that you get the episode on your device the minute it's available, you can do that now. And uh, yes, so there we go. I think that is all the guff I have to say at the start, so now I can actually talk to you a lot. How is everybody? Joe? it's always nice to start with you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Really good. Are you sad that you missed Beatnik? I am sad, actually. I was dragging cardboard boxes around a university campus all day in the heat. Ooh. Uh, the kids loved it. They had an amazing time. Um, I was literally sat on the floor with duct tape taping up these boxes, like, every five minutes. But they had a great time and realised that women can be engineers, so result. Fair <laughs> enough. 
Yeah. Bruce, how have you been? I've been good, good. Lots to say, actually. I've um, not been here for a while. And um, last week or the week before, I actually made some beer. Ace. Now, I know all about this, and I think the listeners will be interested. We better get on to the news. So what I'll do yep. is we'll have a chat about that at the end of the episode. Super. Okay. Um, Beatnik was obviously the last thing we did. Uh, Andrew, have you shifted the hangover from that yet? <laughs> you say that. We didn't actually... Well, I didn't drink that much, but you, somebody kept playing you would drink, I seem to remember, and you had about five bottles and cans lined up at one point but um being a sort of event it's quite chilled and i think we were quite busy doing podcast stuff believe it or not we sacrificed drinking time for for the podcast um but as i'd say i wouldn't say i drank that much i had a couple back in aberdeen in the evening which is good fun but the actual day itself was so chilled and relaxed it was a completely different vibe to the agm so there's no need to try all the beers because there weren't that many different ones to try it's more just catching up with folk um you were saying off air rob and I, I completely agree the number of people that stop you to say hello whether it's podcast based or just people you've met at other events it makes yeah. it my, absolutely my favorite brew dog event yeah, absolutely, and it was really good. And um, I, they, <laughs> I wonder if listeners noticed that there was quite a few times we had to pause the recording because there was a gentleman who very kindly gave up his booth uh, for us to record in, oh, uh, nice but then just sat with us drinking. I got horrendously drunk <laughs> and ended up spilling drink all over us. <laughs> yeah, it was for the first time. It wasn't me. Yeah, it, it was good fun. Uh, anyway, speaking of beat Nick, uh, quick shout-outs. There's a few folk I met. I thought I would I made better try and note their names down. Then I was looking back at these names going, oh, God, I hope I've got these right. Uh, Eva at Castlegate, you were amazing. Thank you. Uh, Ken Stu and who? Hugh. Ken Stu and Hugh, <laughs> who said hi in Overworks. Uh, Ian, who gave up his seat for us, I uh, mentioned before. Uh, Sam, his son and pals. Uh, Rob and his wife. Uh, Kevin, who you heard actually at the uh, start of the show there, and Martin Fierce as well. And of course, everyone who joined us on the day as well, we had, who did we have? We had Fiona Hunter did an amazing interview with us. That was a good long one. (laughs) Emma DeSena, who's she? Um, Dave Lee stopped by. Um, Michael Kenyon gave us a quick interview. and the chap who asked us questions. I can't remember his name. He's going to kill me. He's Kevin's pal. (sighs) (laughs) Heaps. It was good. Yeah, good. Tons of stuff. And also the people, as I say, off air. Um, James Watt, of course, stopped by and said hello before the Q&A. Um, tons of folks. So thanks, everyone, for engaging, especially Carrie and Wes, as we sat in fierce as they were trying to eat a brownie paired with a beer, and I stuck a microphone in their face. So hope you had a good trip back and get well soon, Carrie. I think she had a wee a wee fall and uh, hurt her arm. So I uh, hope she's back on the mend. She is. By the way, you've given away magic of radio thing there, because I, I, I edited it to make it sound like they were still a beatnik. What do you mean? Like I cut out the bits so as it wasn't obvious that we did that interview after in Fierce. Really? Oh, I you? listened to that and I thought they were there. Yeah. It was oh. obviously apparent as well that Andrew did come across as incredibly drunk. <laughs> really? Yeah, and you did come across quite boozy at one of some points, <laughs> especially in the interview with Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the edited version, by the way. That's because I genuinely wasn't. I think uh, that's weird. Just couldn't be bothered. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was just you in like, well, yeah, let's just chill mode. Also want to give a shout out to Laura and Danny Williams who drove up from Wales to go to Beatnik. Uh, well, they almost did. The car broke down a half an hour from the Scottish border and they never actually made it. Aww. However, Laura did a lovely post on Facebook and she'd been sent a pack in the post and it contains everything from Beatnik. So got the beer, got the glasses, even got the wristbands and a token and everything as well. So um, yeah, just I felt bad for them. Anyway. Let's talk about Collabfest, Joe. Uh, what is it? Just go for it. If people haven't a clue what Collabfest is, which <laughs> no. I'm sure some new listeners will be like, what's up? Please fill them in and tell us what's happening and when it is. Okay, so for those who are unfamiliar with Collabfest, each year the Brewdog Bar crews team up with a craft brewery, usually local, I believe, to design and brew a one-off beer. These are then released on a single long weekend across the network of Brewdog Bars and it's considered the largest collaborative multi-venue event that we know of. Uh, Clubfest this year is going to happen on the 17th to 20th of October. Stick that in your diaries. This year it will involve 76 breweries in 16 countries. Uh, And we've also got... What? Hold on. Yeah. How many? 76 breweries in 16 countries. How? What? How's that going to work? Because, so this 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 is going to be upsetting because every year I go to Shepherd's Bush for this because they've got the most taps. Yeah. And until last year, they could get all the beers on at once. Now they're going to need to do at least two yeah. sittings just to get through. Like, how many have they got? 35 taps or something? Yeah. Oh dear. Well, in Aberdeen here, it's, it's you know, you've, you you didn't stand a chance. I didn't. I completely missed um, a, a lot of the ones that were rated really highly. And then someone's got to make the horrible decision about which ones go on at peak times and which ones yeah. don't. The logistics Ooh. will be a nightmare. Joe, what, what day did you say that was? The 17th to the 20th of October. Ooh, hold on. October Are you actually putting that in your diary right now, Bruce? <laughs> What's the matter? The school holidays. No. So, they can go to... Yeah, they could. could they, they can drive yeah. you home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, Leo, I'll... I'll Mm, pencil it, okay. Carry on, Joe. Apologies, we stopped you. It's all right, that's fine. Uh, we also have the return of last year's Collabfest winner, Chip Hazard. It's a mint chomp chip ice cream pale ale, and it was originally brewed by Brewdog York and Turning Point. So they invited Turning Point up to Ellen to do the rebrew. Um, this is a 5.7% beer that's been brewed with wheat, flaked oats, milk sugars, cocoa nibs, and mint. I need I to really get a bottle like of that. It. I have not I had really it. I really like it. I need to go bottle of that like for mouth. me and my friend. What? Tastes like mouthwash. Oh, chip? No, it doesn't taste like mouthwash. It's, just, it's got a hint of mint to it. No, the Collabfest like one mint, did. So now I'm concerned. Do you like the Collabfest one was really toothpastey, and I think the Rebrews dialed it down a wee bit. So you might be all right. But the, but the, I mean, it was the highest voted one on Untapped. So. Hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, but mm. look what look what public votes have got us recently. <laughs> <laughs> good point um speaking of public votes so oh, that's a terrible segue andrew fanzine report a thread appeared on the forum that wasn't done by a member of staff and it had some cool stuff in it didn't it yeah and that's quite a good segue for you so don't don't get yourself too bad that was, that was i enjoyed that one actually so thank you um you're welcome more of the same uh the fanzine report if you are an efp as many of our listeners are and you have forum access, I would recommend going and hunting this down. There's a chap who goes by the name of Da Lumberjack, who's also known as Lou, who also tweets, is that, as Tipples with Taylor? He's basically crunched a load of the data for fanzine beers, 
for what's collected in Untapped. He's basically analysed the Untapped ratings across uh, the entirety of fanzines, so from issue 1 to issue 24. Um, what's interesting is just how variable things have been in some ways, but at the same time, the spread of ratings has been between about 337 and the highest isn't above 3.8. So actually, the spread is only over that sort of mid-threes. Um, there is a bit of variance. So since they've gone monthly, issue 19 was the first monthly one, was one of the highest rated, and we since had some of the worst rated ones. But again, that spread is only between about 3.5 and 3.75. So I think it's it's fascinating to look at. A lot of people are saying, oh, look, there's variance, and the overall trend is down. But let's be honest, the overall trend is down from about a 3. Point, what's that, about 3.62 to a 3.57 over the course of six issues. So it's far as I can see, if you had one edition that was really good, that's going to be a bit immaterial. Um, what's also interesting, though, is the quantity of check-ins on Untapped has declined quite consistently since it went to being monthly, so fortnightly. So that in itself is something I reckon BrewDog will be looking at. And what is also interesting is he's done a sum of styles. So he's basically done a pie chart on a different styles. You won't be surprised to learn that IPAs make up just shy of half with uh, of all the beers brewed between IPAs and pails we're well over half um, with just the odd mention for styles such as Keller beer we heavy uh, saisons as well I thought there'd be a couple more saisons which is interesting what's also interesting though is that the average rating by ABV has climbed so this is something I criticize on taps a bit for in general that you could do a really boozy beer and it'll score highly anyway because people are just feeling they're getting good value um, and it's quite hard to get a high score if you've got a really weak beer so the lowest ranked beer is one of the lowest ABVs, and it does climb in a linear fashion as the ABV climbs. So something to think about for BrewDog, if you want high untapped ratings, just brew a load of Imperial Stouts and Barley Wines. <laughs> but I suggest Fanzine might want to be a bit more interesting than that. Hmm. Very good. I do you love some stats. You are a stat nerd, Rob. <laughs> I am indeed. You are. Thank you for that, Andrew. Much appreciated. Uh, check out that thread if you're interested and want to go even into more detail because there's heaps in there. So that's really cool. Thanks. No worries. Just going to jump off for a second to um, check something back in a second. Go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, Bruce, <laughs> yes. you've got the next one. It is uh, Master's Tours. Absolutely. Brewdog yes. Abbey in full effect. Yes, Master's Tours are actually a go, go, go. Now, James, as we know, has, has produced a thread on the forum say, talking about some new experiences that they would like to go ahead with and they are going to go and trial their very first Master's Tours at Brewdog HQ. What is a Master's Tour, you may ask? Well, What is a Master's Tour? Yeah, I thought you might ask that. <laughs> there are tours from the Brewing Masters from Brewdog. Now, oh, okay. three of them, they're going to trial them, and if they are successful, they're going to look to run them every couple of months. The first one is the Brewdog Brewery with Jason Pond. I'm thinking, Jason Pond, was that not the computer game from the Amiga? But then I looked up that it's actually James Pond, which was, you know, <laughs> some of you might not remember that. Some of you will. I now, remember it. You remember it, James yeah. Pond. Yeah. He, he was a fish, but... No, I thought he was a frog. Oh, oh, wait a minute. James Pond. I've got it here. <laughs> Robocod. That was James Point too. See, we try and get this podcast in a good flow. Andrew's off hanging his washing out. You two are now chatting about computer game fish or something. It's a frog. It's not a frog. 
plot. Right. James Pond. James Pond. Oh, the James Pond was featured in some comic books, and the game spawned three sequels. <laughs> spawned. Funny. Oh, Amazing. Like it. It That's actually a good you. joke from you. I just read it off the yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the first of them uh, is the Brewdog Brewery tour with James Pond. It's a three-hour experience, and it'll give you a complete in-depth tour of the pilot kit, Site 1 and Site 3, and the Site 4 canning line. He'll guide you through the brewing process in great depth, including equipment, packaging, uh, packaging process, control rooms, and how all the tech works. And they'll also dis- discuss the BrewDog's learnings as they've grown as a company. Sorry, something my teeth there. And they'll talk about quality before you sit down for a Q&A and a tasting with them. Um, the tour itself includes six tastings, including some beer straight from Tank, which I've not had yet, and I believe, Rob, you have. I have. I don't know about you, Joe. The second one is Brewdog Overworks with Rich Kilcullen, the funk meister himself. He's going to do the first, very first Brewdog Overworks master tour. It's a two-hour experience going around the, the Overworks site, including the wood cellar, coal ship, the lab, and around the stainless steel tanks. And you'll get to learn how the mixed fermentation beers are made and how Overworks is growing and why yeast and bacteria are so important. And again, you'll get to go upstairs with him, sit down for a tasting and a QA. It includes five tastings of some Overworks favourites. And the third and final one is this distilling one with Steve Kersley. And that, again, is a three-hour experience. I'm trying to speak louder than the girls. Three-hour experience, and you will learn all about the range of vodka, rum, and gin. What are the girls uh, doing? Oh, probably fighting. Mm. Playing wrestling or something, I don't know. Wait, are you in charge of them right now? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you're doing a podcast, and you're supposed to be looking after children. Hold on, it's, hold on, wait, wait. Abigail, Georgia, are you okay? You okay? That's fine. <laughs> they're fine. Good job. So you okay. get, yeah, right, So you get to learn about um, vodka, rum, and gin, and you will get to choose as a group botanicals to add to your very own pilot gin distillation, Ooh. and get to take home a twenty cl bottle of your creation at the end of the tour. For that, you get five tastings plus your souvenir bottle. Um, rather than a formal Q and A, Stephen welcomes any questions throughout the tour. So he's probably prefers to do it that way which is is quite cool all the tours cost 35 pounds they're happening up at hq in ellen and the brewdog master tour is 3 to 6 p.m on the friday the 30th the overworks tour is following the day after actually the saturday that's 12 till 2 and september the 20th from 2 to 5 is the distilling master tour and you can get your tickets now online I reckon there will be people listening to this just going, oh, I wish I didn't live so far away from yeah, Ellen because they do sound amazing. Me. That overworks yeah, one if only we knew right someone on this podcast who was <laughs> far away and could tell us how that feels. <laughs> me. Rob. Mm-hmm. Rob, do you fancy yeah. going? I'm not allowed. Why I'm, not? I'm, well, I'm barred from all tours, remember? Are you? Why? Just because you got mm-hmm. horribly wrong? No, it's just not going to any detail. No, uh, joking. Uh, no, I've, I've, I've not uh, even really particularly thought about it. I added it to the list for the podcast discussion today, and now I'm going. Ooh, so mm. the thirtieth of August, right? It's Overwork sounds good. Wow, Jason, August. Sounds really Jason good. Pond as well. Waiting on the thirty-first, so I can't manage the Overwork. So I don't care about the Overwork anyway. Let me, uh, let me try something here. See if this works. Oh, <clears throat> I can't do any of them. Let me, let me try something. <clears throat> This is a message for Brewdog Abby. Abby, we would like to come to these. Please pay for all our travel and expenses. Thank you. Is that not what Patreon's for? 
What? Okay, uh, moving on. EFP6, uh, as we predicted many times over, that's been extended. So, uh, yeah, you can continue to buy your shares. Uh, but other things that have changed at BrewDog recently, quite a few big changes at the top of the tree when it comes to management at BrewDog. Um, James posted up a thread on the forum, which was congratulations to David McDowell. Now, you'll remember David. He's been on the podcast a few times. He was on the Manchester opening. He's the guy who's in, basically in charge of uh, getting all the bars built uh, and all that stuff. Uh, he's, he's a really... Uh, I say this so much and it just sounds so like I don't mean it anymore. But no, he really is one of the nicest guys in BrewDog. He, he'll always take the time out to speak to us, even though I can imagine shoving a microphone in his face could be quite frustrated at times. Um, but yes, he is moving to a new role, uh, which will be the BrewDog Group COO, Chief Operating Officer. James posted up that this is going to help to flatten out the organizational chart, which ex- which helps us move at speed. It moves retail and beer much closer together, uh, which means they can be more aligned strategically, and it focuses on establishing a precedent of developing our senior leaders internally rather than hiring externally. Um, Interestingly, though, in the same blog post, uh, James also pointed out that Andy Shaw, who is the uh, guy who arrived, he's the director of beer, I think it was, uh, he arrived to much fanfare. and uh, he's the guy who came over from Red Bull. James was keen for me to actually interview him on the podcast. We never just made the time for it. But Andy is now gone. Uh, and I kind of think that was a big deal. And James wasn't too overly positive about the way he spoke about him on the forum either. I mean, that might be just reading a bit between the lines. But yeah. Um, and the other thing James mentioned is they're working on an internal version of the blueprint. So I'm sure we'll see that because they said they're going to share that with us afterwards anyway. So, um, yeah, I don't know if any of you guys have got any thoughts on this one. Uh, big changes going on. I mean, with Alison as well being away over to America, I'm sure listeners to this are going, who are all these people? I don't care. It, it's, it's you know, if you follow what <laughs> if you follow what's going on with BrewDog, though, you'll know that like when the senior management are all getting shifted around and things, it kind of may have a bit of a big deal internally i think there's some positives and some negatives here um the huge positive is well two of them is alison green being promoted from people director through to be ceo of brewdog usa and from the sounds of it smashing it over in columbus the the team over there love her to bits which is great and not surprising because you know as you have rob i've met her a couple of times and and she is such a good hire for BrewDog when she joined a few years back. So great to see her doing great things. And of course, David's promotion as well. It's great to promote from within. I think this has given James an opportunity to do a bit of a mea culpa on exec level recruitment because in recent months, BrewDog have recruited a new chief financial officer and a new head of beer. And neither has lasted the course. The The CFO leaving pretty swiftly you know, I think within a couple of weeks, and the um, Andy now leaving after six months or so. And James has said that there's going to be a whole review of their recruitment process, especially for senior level hires. It can't just be the case that you take somebody senior from another business and slot them into BrewDog. Whether that speaks more volumes of BrewDog than senior hires from elsewhere remains to be seen, and I'd be fascinated to watch how this pans out. Um, ultimately, and your BrewDog, and I've said this a few times, this came up way back during beer porn about 10 months ago, that BrewDog is a brand and a business that's now in its difficult adolescence. And yep. 
there's some elements of startup still there, of course, and how it behaves, and particularly how James and Martin behave, which is why it's as successful as it is. There's some things that may change gradually now as the business grows up a bit. Perhaps that recruitment process is part of it. And, you know, James likes people that tell him no and that give him good reasons not to do things as much as he likes people that say yes. So hopefully as part of that process, this balance is maintained with some hugely valuable insight from elsewhere within the food and bev sector or even just senior management from other similar high growth businesses. Yeah, um, I interviewed Cam um, and we, we did, <clears throat> excuse me, I interviewed Cam, we did hit on this uh, and talked about it and he says this, it, it is, the, this is all just a product of exactly what you said, it's a difficult time, it's the adolescent years for Brewdog um, and I, I think, yeah, there's there's a lot to say on this, uh, I don't want to get too much in it because we're going to, I'm going to be here for all day otherwise but yeah. I think we'll maybe come back and revisit this issue in a future episode once, just like you say, once we've sort of seen how things land. So, yeah. Uh, I mentioned EFP6 uh, is continuing, so we're going to stick their advert in so you can have a nice listen to the audio. Uh, but, uh, Bruce, uh, mm. would you like to give us a teaser question uh, to get us well through it? Well, indeed. It's been a while since I've done this, but back in June 2018, Brewdog had an announcement to make. Who now? Who now? Brewdog? <laughs> did I say, did I say <laughs> Brewdog? <laughs> Brewdog. <laughs> Brewdog had an announcement to make. They decided that every Wednesday in 17 of their bars, you'd be... Oh, I'm out of practice. Back in June 2018, Brewdog had an announcement to make. They decided that every Wednesday in 17 of their bars, you would be able to buy what? Ooh. Okay, audio. Beer like it was. Beer like it should be. Beer like it will be. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. In 2007, Brewdog came howling into the world. Over the last 10 years, we've taken that business that we started in a garage Global. In 2013, we built this outstanding craft brewery in Ellen, Scotland. We've also got a fantastic facility in Columbus, Ohio. And this year, 2019, we're going to open a new one in Brisbane, Australia. We also own and operate over 80 amazing craft beer bars, allowing more and more people to try amazing world-class craft beer. Oh, and in 2018, we also opened the planet's first ever beer hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are an alternate small business, part owned by 100,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. Our equity punk community are at the heart and soul of everything we do. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms. And we do some crazy fish. Helping us turn an entire industry on its head. Being a great employer is core to everything we believe in. We share our profits with all of our team. We're a living wage employer, and we even give team members a week off work when they get a new dog. We call it paternity leave. A clever name. Thanks. Fueled by our passion for beer, our dose has broken all types of records. We're the number one craft brewer in Europe, and we won't stop until we're the number one globally. Our simple mission is to make other people as passionate about great craft beer as we are. And in terms of that objective, we are just getting started. Okay, just before the break, we asked back in June 2018, Brewdog had an announcement to make. They decided that every Wednesday in 17 of their bars, yes, that was right, 17, you would be able to buy what? I thought it was quite an easy one this, this week. Joe, I know it says it in big letters <laughs> on the script, but if you can just pretend for the listener that you don't have a clue what he's talking about. Oh, oh. Any guesses? Um, 
Is it some sort of food stuff? It is. It is. Andrew, would you like to put us out of the misery? Andrew, see cauliflower wings. (laughs) Cauliflowers don't have wings. It's Wings Wednesday. (laughs) Wings Wednesday. Wings Wednesday Uh, it was indeed. And it's gone very well. Yeah, it's gone very, very well, actually. Um, That's one of the things that Prudog have done that has stuck around, and it it makes some good money, and I think people really enjoy it. So, yeah, all good. What is tomorrow? Wednesday. Who's not working? You. Who's looking after the kids? You. Yeah. Wings with the kids. Wings with the kids. You need to book in advance, so do that now. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, they don't have enough wings. Prudog... Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Carry on. All right, well, while you're doing that, we're keen to hear from you here on the Brudo News Podcast, so feel free to call us on 01224-518-501 and leave us a message. Just the one message this month, and it is, of course, from Watty. Hey, Google. Wished. Hi, hi, Brudo News Podcast. Watty here for our Meldrum. for you doing today? I just thought I'd give you a wee phone while I'm just here now, you know, wee sandwich. Uh, from a lunch. No, do you mind? Oh, just a year ago, they were going to uh, ruin the place, give out free beer to Abdi. Is the boys planning and doing any of that again? Because me and Sandy think we could get on to something here and get a free afternoon drinking. Anyway, you could find out. That would be smashing. Cheerio, no. Bye bye. Right, Google. I'll be back to my Jimmy Shand. Okay, so there was Watty. He's, um, well, yeah, one of his more interesting messages. Uh, he's asking about Punk State. Uh, in the pre-show, Joe, we were speaking about this, weren't we? We yes. weren't actually, we couldn't remember if we covered it or not, but I think we did and then cut it because we were short on time. Oh, yeah, that's I think so. so I'll hand it over to you and you can do the whole thing again. Oh, fabulous. So, Punk State. This is when... Brewdog goes to different cities all over. Um, this year, year, they've also done European places as well as UK places. And they do a city centre roadblock where bad beer is banished, but everyone is welcome. And I believe that they are welcomed with a punk IPA. Uh, there are still some dates available where they're going to be. Let's see where they're going to be. I'm having a look at my list. Um, 2nd to the 3rd of August, they will be at Castle Street, Edinburgh. 9th to the 10th of August, they'll be at Civic Square, Aberdeen. 16th to the 17th of August, Smithy Row, Nottingham. 23rd to the 24th of August, the Oracle Reading. 30th to the 31st of August, Hay Hill, Norwich. 13th to the 14th of September, Fargate, Sheffield. And 20th, 21st September, Cabot Circus, Bristol. Um, at the beginning, I believe they also went to Hamburg and Barcelona. So that's exciting. Go get yourself some free IPA. That August Bank Holiday weekend in Reading clashes with the Reading Festival as well, so hopefully that's a great audience. Yeah, Lots of free punk. And I think Civic Square in Aberdeen, if people are going, where I think that's out front of uh, Union Square, that's why we didn't recognise the name. So, ah. Yeah. Um, actually, there is some audio here for this. Uh, they have a little video, and uh, I thought this might be a fun little challenge for Bruce. The audio just is actually music, but hmm. maybe you could describe for the listeners what's happening in this little 40-second video. So, um, yeah, go for it, Bruce. I'll play the audio. You tell us what's happening. Okay, ready? Go for it. Right, so what we have the video it is the logo. Punk State 2019 is coming, and we've got a logo. People people on microphones, girls holding up cans of beer. There's boys holding cans of beer, too. You can see it's a big sign. There's people with a fan. Oh, she's fanning herself. Look at her. Or oh, people laugh. Oh, there's a wee dog. Is that a chihuahua? Anyway, Manchester, Hamburger, Leicester. 
Liverpool, Cardiff, a man walking with two cans of Indy. Anyway, there were people jumping, people dancing on the truck, Norwich, Reading, Sheffield, Bristol, and people walking back, a big sign, big advert. And they can't crush the system. People happy, look at the happy, a lot of faces, people chugging beer. There you go, punk state. Well done. Do you want the dates? No. Huh. We've done that already, you weren't paying a blind bit. Joe just read them out! <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Joe. What were you doing? <laughs> I was trying to get my wings booked. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's bash through a few more things because Andrew's on a deadline. Quick bars update, Bruce. Um, yes. Go for it. Right, very, very quickly, um, starting at the top, on the 2nd of August. Oh, that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, St. Andrews. St. Andrews is open. It's oh, the 16th. No, that's this, no, well, that's this week. No, Bruce was, was, oh, Bruce, was, Bruce was assuming when this will go out. Start again. Well, oh, I think you've been clever in just giving Rob the potential. <laughs> if it's delayed in its production that maybe you would be accurate. Yeah, yeah possibly. So, first up, we've got the 16th bar. <laughs> I'll try. i try. And it is Brewdog to the home of golf, and that is in St. Andrews, uh, 159 South Street. We've got that bar there. Next bar up, we have Dog Tap Berlin, which is the big, super uber 5,000 square metres beer garden. Oh, I went to go, but I can't mm. go. I've got tickets. For the EGM, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm not I really want to go too, and I just, I just can't justify taking no. the time off work no, and mean, the flights and the accommodation. No. So that's that's the tenth of August. At the end of August, we have Cambridge uh, at fifteen Benet Street. I presume that's the one we're going to pronounce it. Um, Indianapolis in September. We've got Cincinnati in October, and the last of American ones in November. A huge outpost in Pittsburgh, which which for you people in Pennsylvania will be a fantastic addition. Um, what else have we got? October-wise, you know, Dublin. We've got um, Shanghai in October, Dubai in October. Um, now, one date that isn't mentioned, but it's the Hop Hub Tap Room. Um, it, it kind of sandwiched in between the Dublin and Shanghai message. So whether that is going to be open in October, but listen, we don't know. It's It'll come soon. And I was actually driving past um, Eurocentral this morning, and I thought, oh, a creep. Oh, I can't pop in because it's not quite there yet. So yeah. as soon as it is, I will go past and I'll let you know how that is in there. Um, November You're my again, hero, Bruce. Dog, thanks. Dog tap Brisbane in November. And the last one for November is Bangkok, which is potentially one that um, I can get somebody to visit because my um, wife's uncle lives in Bangkok. And he's a craft beer fan. So we can get something organised for that. That'd be ace. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody's at any of these opening EFP nights and wants to send us some audio or get on the phone with me, please just get in touch. Absolutely please do. brilliant. We can't cover them all, unfortunately, now. Um, one to mention there as well that I think is causing a little bit of controversy straight away is Dubai. Um, mm. there's, Why? There's, um I don't know, maybe we shouldn't go into it on this podcast episode, uh, but there's quite a lot to be said about uh, some of the things going on in Dubai and the United Arab Emirates at the moment, with attitudes towards homosexuality and things like that. Some people saying this isn't perhaps a place that Brewdog wants to be encouraging, um, supporting that regime and all that. And then there was also the mention of China, their human rights. So it all went down a bit of a political rabbit hole. Um, I think we should definitely take a bit of time and come back to that one because I think it is a little yeah. bit of a big deal. Yeah. 
okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, let, let, let's come back to it. And if you've got any comments, please, of course, just get in touch with us by all the usual means. Did you mention Brewdog Nice while you were on that list, Bruce? Well, I didn't. I didn't, even though that you didn't. That has opened already. That's that has why. opened already. All right, okay. Yeah. Well, Brewdog Nice has opened. What about um, Brewdog I'm Canterbury? Going... Yeah, Brewdog Canterbury. Is that one? Brewdog <laughs> Brida Canterbury's not on the list. I think I might have said Canterbury looking at Cambridge and got the You made it up. You got me really excited. Uh, I've done it before. I've done it before. What was it, Brighton and somewhere else? (laughs) I got really badly confused for a long time. Anyway. One last thing on Nice. Keep an eye on our Instagram in a few weeks' time, around about, what is it, the 16th of August? Hold on a minute. Are you about to have a sick brag that you're going to Nice? (sighs) Well, I'm going to be out there, oh. and I'm going to visit the Brewdog Bar, and I'm going to deliver content, Rob. You can't pay for this level <laughs> of content. This is. I've already yes, been in that bar. I was in that bar in 2005 before it became a Brewdog Bar. <laughs> ha! Outsmarted once again. <laughs> No, really, this isn't this isn't a what random brasseries the Bruce go to podcast, is it? So mine was a little bit more on on brand. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Joe, go for it. Tower Hill in 3D, it says here. What's that all about? Yeah, so there's a... Um, uh, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes, question Yeah. Um, there is a 3D version of Tower Hill that you can go and explore on your computer. Um, I've got it open and I'm looking at it right now. It's really exciting. It feels like you're actually in Tower Hill, and I love Tower Hill. Um, there are little points throughout it that have got, like... Um, you can go on their untapped feed. There's some um, links to the headliners when you click on the board. Um, you can book your Wings Wednesday table. Lots of lovely links inside it. And it's a really nicely put together 3D version of Tower Hill on your computer. You can Gives see you where they're brewing the beer. It's a scale, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really lovely. I'll tell you something else, Joe. Do you notice down in the bottom right there's a little symbol that looks like a pair of goggles? Oh, yeah. If you have a VR headset, you Ooh, can put that on exciting. and you can actually be in 3D in Tower wow. Hill. You can see how big it is for yourself. That's amazing. And there's a link uh, on the fridges to go to the online shop. So you could buy yourself some beer, be drinking your Brewdog beer while you're in Tower Hill via your VR device. That's Who pretty cool. has got one? VR device. No. <laughs> I got yours. You left yours on a train, as yeah. you normally do with various things. Yep. Uh, so there's some train guard somewhere has got your VR headset. So I bought I another know. one. I don't know where mine went. I've got another one. I don't. I don't suppose it. the listeners really care about where. Let's crack on because Andrew's going to run out of time. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Andrew, hi Andrew. Uh, one that Emma DeSena shared online is a low alcohol or no alcohol pub. Uh, yeah, no, Emma, just, just ignore her. Um, Emma DeSena, yeah, love she's. You, Emma. you mean like a coffee shop? No, no, Andrew, tell us about it. So Sainsbury's have been going in for a bit of PR here with taking a pub in Holborn, which is actually not too far from, from my office, but I didn't make it along. But this happened uh, around about the 24th, 25th of July. They turned the old Crown pub into a low and no alcohol pub. The maximum booze content you could have is 0.5% alcohol by volume. So they included drinks like Celtic Soul, which is a no alcohol whiskey equivalent. There were different beers, mocktails, low alcohol wines, as well as proper snacks. You'd be glad to know it was none of this low calorie nonsense. Um, they also did low and no alcohol cocktail making and beer tasting sessions as well. So 
not really Brewdog related. However, with Punk Alcohol Free coming out recently, Nanny State ongoing, and chat from James that Hazy Jane is getting the alcohol free treatment, it sounds like there's a growing trend that I've certainly noticed in London bars from low and no alcohol beer. So interesting Sainsbury's gone down this route. Interesting that Brewdog are getting involved as well. What was the name of the pub? Great question. The Clean Vic. The Clean Vic. See, Bruce, that's like one of your jokes. Oh, I got one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Um, yeah, a shout out to Darren Coe now. Uh, he posted an ace pick of a can of Speedbird that he had a drink of at altitude. So if uh, you remember Speedbird 100, it's the beer that Brewdog have brewed uh, for British Airways to celebrate 100 years of British Airways, designed specifically to be drunk at altitude. And he posted a photograph up online uh, enjoying his cab. He wasn't in an aeroplane, though. No, he'd scaled Ben Nevis and took a can of Speedbird 100 nice. and took a photo of it on the way marker at the top there. That's really cool. It is. Very good. Uh, I love that as well. Yeah. Bruce, you've got a question from a listener. I do. I do. Is it not recorded now? No. All right, okay. So, a recorder, uh, a recorder. <laughs> I'm, I'm You're right, mate. I'm not going to be invited back, am I? <laughs> right, so Matt, I don't know what Matt's last name, but Matt has says, Hi all, firstly massive fan of the podcast. I was just wondering if any of you had subscribed to the EFP Bottle Box, and if so, what are your thoughts on the current issues, discussions on the forum? Many thanks, Matt. Is that friend Matthew of the show, Matt? Kately. Oh, Kately. Oh, different Matt, so yeah, other, sorry. other friend of the show, Matt. So there you go. What do you think? What are your thoughts on the EFP Bottle Box, the issues and the discussions? Are I have to say I have cancelled my fanzine and my Bottle Box subscriptions. I, I cancelled my fanzine as well. Yeah, and I, I, it's not even the money or things like that. It's just that I just felt they were doing a bit of what Andrew used to say. They just sort of sit in the fridge. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Out of the three cans, there's usually one that makes me go, that's cool. And the other two, I just sort of take round to the world famous Newton Arms and share them out and go, I'm just kind of wasting money here, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I still do. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've never subscribed to Bottle Box. I, as like I said, stopped fanzine because just wasn't getting through it. I like to choose my own beer. I don't really drink yeah. that much at home. Um, so I prefer to drink in Brewdog bars and get the drinks fresh and on t- on tap, unless I'm aging a beer. So uh, I've never got involved. In terms of the actual arguments, there's been a few things going on, particularly around repeats in some of the boxes, around freshness as well of the Brewdog beers. Mm. Um, so I think the online shop team are taking the feedback and are starting to respond to some of the bits and pieces, um, particularly with Verity's actually just come back from holiday and she heads up the online shop. She's literally posted while we've been recording about um, changing processes to ensure that the brew dog stock is fresher, um, which can only be a good thing. The du- There's a duplicate of a guest beer of Oscar Blue's Death by Coconut, which is a wonderful beer, yeah. um, which was simply a... a, a it was simply a stock take error where something was late one month. This was put in that month and then repeated as it was planned to be in the following month. So it ended up being repeated. Human error there. Some would say BrewDog shouldn't be making these human errors, the size of the business they are. Others would say, well, actually, the online shop is uh, quite a small part of the business. I know there's a big discussion on the forum about that and its future just now, which was spearheaded by James. So watch this space. But to answer Matt's question, no, never subscribe to BottleBox because I like to choose my own beer. And uh, ultimately, it's a commercial proposition. If it washes its face and is good for BrewDog, they'll keep doing it. If not, they'll kill it off. Yeah. There you go. Definitive answer. Are you any thoughts, Bruce? Nope. 
I never <laughs> subscribe to Bottle Box, but I do. Um, after being a, a late uh, a late starter to Fanzine, I've, I've not cancelled it. So I got the last one. Uh, I thought one was decent out of the three. Um, we'll see what the next one is, and I'll, I'll make a, <laughs> I'll make a decision after the next. Very good. See how it goes. All right, let's uh, finish off this episode. We've got uh, an interview with Cam for you here. Um, yep. Long long time listeners will remember that uh, before this podcast started, I had the idea of doing a podcast, and the person that I approached was a lovely fellow called Cameron Robertson. Uh, I asked him uh, if he would mind meeting up for a beer, which he obliged, and I said, look, I've got this idea. It's it's perhaps going to be good for Brewdog. I don't know. I don't even know if they'd let me do it. And he absolutely helped me. In fact, in many ways, if it weren't for Cam pushing me, it wouldn't even exist. We wouldn't even be doing this. So it was really heartbreaking to see that after a couple of years in the role uh, and all the effort and the amazing work Cam's done, uh, that he'd handed in his notice and was moving back to work um, back at York where he lives. Um, totally shocked, really, and very fortunate, though, that Cam, uh, the gentleman that he is, uh, offered to do us an interview. So I'll stop blabbing and hand over to me chatting with Cam, and you can hear all about it from the man himself. Cameron Robertson needs no introduction, except to those listening to this podcast who are wondering who on earth Cameron Robertson is and why I'm interviewing him. So, for the benefit of those listeners, let's rewind to 2016. Out there on YouTube, there is a wonderful channel called the Craft Beer Geek Review, where you can tune in to watch Cam talking about beer. Let's take a little listen to the kind of content that Cam was putting out. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Craft Beer Geek. Uh, today I'm going to be reviewing Cloudwater's Double IPA version 3. This one says, we devoted a third of our brewery to making this one beer, and they're not kidding. They produced a lot of this beer, and it's still selling out really quick. I think I think you can still get it if you look hard enough, but get it while you can, and like it says, drink it fresh. So there we go, Cam, and that video has a whopping 44 views. He didn't quite make it as a YouTube star then. Nope, nope. Um, clearly my forty wasn't that. <laughs> well, a year later though, uh, two thousand sorry, July third, two thousand seventeen, to be exact, you got yourself a very high profile job at Brewdog. So how did that come about? Yeah, so um, kind of rewinding back a little bit further than that, I, um, I got into Brewdog. Uh, probably the December, probably the year before that, actually, 2015. Um, in fact, no, 2014. And then invested in Brewdog when EFP4 launched in 2015 um, and just got more and more involved with the community on the forum, uh, just making a kind of a nuisance of myself. Um, and then fast forward to December 2016, Brewdog were looking for uh, Equity Punk Ranger, I contacted Ali kind of saying I'd be interested in speaking to her. So Ali's the um, people director of Brewdog, uh, or was at the time, said I'd be interested in kind of talking to her about the role and, and how I see it developing and, and I'd be really keen to get, get on board. Uh, we had that conversation, it didn't work out at that time, but in January that 2017, they put out a kind of a forum vote for Bloodhounds, which is... Uh, in the staff, it's a member of staff who represents the staff community. Uh, they were looking for an EFP bloodhounds, so to represent the community at, at kind of Brewdog decisions. So 
Forum voted for me to get that role. Uh, six months later, having kind of done one day a month volunteering at BrewDog, making myself known, getting to know the company, I got offered the job as uh, head of engagement, head of EFP engagement at BrewDog. And that was, I guess, then that would be a, quite an easy decision at that point. I mean, that was something you were aiming for. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. So um, I think what, what made that even easier was uh, I had six months where I got to know the company kind of behind the scenes. I wasn't going in starry-eyed, uh, knew the realities of the role and what it involved. And also the company got to know me and what I could do and what I could achieve. Uh, so we got to know each other really well over that six months got to spend some time with Ali some time with James um so yeah it made eventually when when Ali offered me the job it was a very easy yes nice and uh, yeah so you've been there since loads of stuff going on um just a few months ago in fact you put up a fantastic post on the forum uh, looking at some of the things that from the EFP team's point of view anyway that sucked in 2018 but that list was massively overshadowed by a huge list of things that you did achieve uh, I'm just scrolling through the list here. It's kind of, it's nuts to think like, I mean, this was in 2018, you know, 2019 will no doubt have a big list. 2017 had a big list. Uh, here's yeah. some highlights just from 2018. I thought it'd be cool to mention. Uh, we've taken on ownership of all customer queries coming into BrewDog from consumers, be it equity punks, quality, fanzine, online shop, or just general queries. Uh, Equity Punks, Dog Tales, uh, Biggest Beating It Yet, Metro Mayhem, Brewdog Airlines. So uh, let's have a quick look at some of those then. So yeah, that that idea of taking on ownership of all the queries coming into Brewdog. So am I right in thinking then before you came along, there was lots of different departments for answering yeah, email? Is that yeah, how so um, we, the team... Uh the team were generally answering uh, EFP queries. So where's my ID card? Um, when will I get my perks? Uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and we spent probably the first six months really getting under the skin of how we could improve um, uh, improve that customer service offering. Uh, we, we did answer quality complaints at that time. So we kind of logged them for the quality team. Um, and we got massive improvements and you can see it in some of the posts in the forum the kind of the times that we were going from resolving queries and responding to customer queries in from anything up to like days to minutes so we were answering quickly and efficiently um, and improving our customer service every time but at that time the online shop customer service was very separate um, and we were confident that we could do a could make it better for the customer uh, in the long run if it was all under one place um, so yes yeah, so we took on customer service um in what was that so july august 2018 i think it was um and yeah massive improvement in response times and and general queries being answered quicker nice um yeah so that must have made a huge difference then to the, the just the overall communication and and uh, we i mean is this a project you were told to do is this something that you just thought like this is going to be well worth doing for the no, company i think or? a lot of the things that i did at brewdog were uh me and ali sitting down thinking how can we make things better for the efp community so um yeah. a lot of the things if you look back at that list particularly the the first year so 2017 is what went well um it was a lot about fixing the things that uh, the basic making things better for the EFPs. Uh, we introduced uh, extended birthday offering, um, which was um, kind of me pushing for that kind of from day one, which was 
rather than having to claim your birthday on the day of your birthday and only on the day of your birthday, yeah. which a lot of people kind of have forgotten now that that was such a big issue at the time. But um, now you can claim it kind of three days either side of your birthday and you can claim one online. So the, uh, the customer service thing was me noticing that there was a a problem with the lack of customer service coming out of the online shop because they were so focused on uh, products and that kind of stuff that, that we knew that we could do a better job um, and we proved that we could. And, and that was sort of just me pushing to make that change. Yeah, excellent. Um, Beatnik, there's another one I mentioned there. That's gone from strength yeah. to strength and completely evolved. Beatnik's awesome. So um, we've kind of, again, it's one of these things where we we... We looked at it, me and Michael, back in 2016. The first one I did was like the week before I actually started at BrewDog and we knew that um, there was things we wanted to change. So we wanted as many people to come and enjoy it as possible, which we've now got up to, I think, 1,300 people came this time. Um, and we knew with that kind of volumes, the reality of actually brewing a beer uh, meant that you, you're never going to kind of get involved at grain out and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So we wanted to make it as immersive as possible while still having that kind of brewing collective element. So we switched it around so people can vote for their own beer rather than what style and what ABV and that kind of stuff. And we did a bit of a championship. So one person, obviously, their beer got brewed. Um, and and then we now had it brewed and packaged and ready to pour on the day this year, which is phenomenal. So what, what I'm hoping for in the future, as Michael kind of takes it further, is uh, it's almost like a celebratory beatnik day where we're actually selling it in bottles and cases and that kind of stuff on that day to give people that exclusive yeah. access to it i say so i'm just looking out see metro mayhem you did that uh the edinburgh airport special where you got the equity <laughs> punks in for you a preview night that believe was cool. how much trouble it took to get uh 30 efps behind the scenes but it was phenomenal so we were like we knew that that bar was opening and we always had had an EFP evening and we were a bit kind of like oh, what are we going to do this one because i'm not sure we can have an EFP yeah. preview in an airport yeah, I wouldn't have expected them to be able no, to let you through. No, but the company that the company that runs it for us, uh, TRG, they were phenomenal in helping us get passes for thirty EFPs and getting them behind the scenes through security to drink beer, uh, even though they weren't flying. So yeah, that was a great night. Brilliant, and of course, probably one of your personal biggest achievements by far is Brewdog Airlines, because I mean I know that was a lot of sleepless nights <laughs> for you. Uh, but it came off. And, and, you know, as people have heard on the special we did on here, on any forum, and it, it was phenomenal. I mean, want to tell us a little bit about all that and how it all panned yeah, out? Yeah, so um, you're right, lots of sleepless nights in the lead-up, making sure that it, it worked well, but phenomenal to be able to say I kind of launched Brewdog Airlines and flew 265 people across the world for an amazing weekend. But so, yeah, it's one of those things where... So the first... My first day at Brewdog... Literally, my first official day, we had an off-site team meeting where Ali pitched this idea that James was thinking about of a competition to fly, uh, to, to kind of celebrate the opening of Columbus Brewery. They were going to run a competition to fly Scottish EFPs from Columbus back to the UK. Uh, that didn't come about for a variety of reasons, but that was kind of the start of that nugget. So from day one, this airline thing was kind of floating around. Um, fast forward, I don't know, nine, 12 months, Ali talked about why don't we, we were looking to open up a bar in Russia at that point. Why don't we charter a plane to fly 200 EFPs to Russia for the night to yeah. open the bar and have a massive EFP opening party? Um, we looked into it, but the complexity of getting 200 visas for 200 EFPs 
to fly them over to Russia for one night. It was just, it was insane. So that never came about. But that that then became, okay, what about if we did it to Columbus? Um, and there was a, probably a solid six months of legwork just trying to get a plan in place before we could announce it to the FPs. Um, and then, yeah, I think the, the flight sold out in two weeks, um, which meant, yeah, we had to do it and it was it was really well received. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of been through the whole whole of my journey at Brewdog. It's like the the basics of like just even like where how, where, how would you even start to think about chartering an airplane? Where would you do phone the airport? <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a it was definitely a lot of firsts in my career, firsts of trying yeah. to find different things. But yeah, it was it was really enjoyable, and and as you said, lots of sleepless nights in the lead up, um, but ultimately worthwhile. But the weekend itself went fantastically, and. Um, I think, I mean, I think a lot of the people who went on that trip, you know, described it as a once in a lifetime type experience. Yeah, I've got, so and, there's and there's still a WhatsApp group that um, I've kind of muted because there's so many messages pinging every day from about 100 AFPs that went on that flight, just continually meeting up really? and talking and doing bar- visa stamps and meeting up for different things. So yeah, a good community. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was at the opening of uh, the outpost in Manchester, still so many people wanted to yeah, like, yeah. wear in the T-shirts, you know, just to sort of say I was there and it was ace. So brilliant work. And did you, so, yeah. I mean, did you ever actually get a beer at any point that weekend or was it yeah, just yeah. non-stop work no, for no, you? totally did. First night there, uh, maybe had one too many with Fiona and Ali um, on the Thursday night, <laughs> forgetting that to be up early to organise five coach loads of people to get out to brewery but no it was good fun um and, and i all through my career at brewdog i've enjoyed um i've enjoyed working with and making sure that our efps are having a great time so even not being able to have a drink and and working it, it's enjoyable because it, i could see the delight on people's faces but with all that said you dropped a bombshell a few weeks ago by announcing that you were leaving to spend more time with the family. Now, I know that phrase is a bit of a cliche in the political world, but um, I'm sure there's listeners are curious to find out a bit more about why you decided it was time to move on. Yeah, I think um, ultimately I uh, my old boss at my old work is kicking off a pretty major programme, needed some support um, and made me an offer that meant that I could be at home more, um, see my family a bit more, not have to travel six hours up to Aberdeen twice a week, uh, once a week for twice a week, yeah. twice directions. Um, but so that so that, that fundamentally was it. Um, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but I, it was an offer that I couldn't refuse. I, I managed luckily to leave Brewdog on fantastic terms and, and look forward to being at openings of events and seeing people at the AGM and, and yeah, catching up with people and who knows, maybe I'll be back one time. Yeah, I was going to ask then. So it doesn't sound like the door's closed. It's not a you know massive fallout, and you've you decided that's it. I've had enough. No, no, door's still open, and and we'll see what happens in the future. But too good an opportunity to pass up right now. Well, you you put a brilliant post up on the forum, but uh, there was one thing on that post that I did want to mention. <clears throat> you put, if I can ask one thing, remember that all the crew that interacts on here with you is awesome, is really trying to do something special. Sure, we don't always get things right, but just think before you feel the need to direct indiscriminate, in inverted commas, feedback, and think how you might feel having your work picked apart, having put your heart and soul into it. Be nice to each other. Interesting. I mean, that's a bit, it's obviously quite loaded there. So, I mean, you know, we, we see on the forums, I mean, folks listening to this who aren't on the forum, give you some idea. It doesn't really matter what gets posted on there, what project. The first thing it does is the hive mind then tears it apart and tells you what's wrong with it. 
Um, but how did, yeah, how how does that all come about then? Um, it probably was a bit loaded, and it was a bit of a kind of a, a passing point just to remind people that um, we've spent, I've spent two years trying to get more and more staff involved with the community, both on and off the forum. I think that if you were a member of the old forum, you could, would hopefully notice that difference. I think it is very easy when you've got 40,000 pairs of eyes on a piece of work to pick it apart. Um, and I just think, fine, give that critical feedback. We really do appreciate critical feedback. Um, but remember that someone has put their heart and soul into that piece of work because they really do care about Brewdog and the community. Um, and just think maybe there's a different way to go about it or or um, give that critical feedback without necessarily putting people off being on that forum and and um, and getting involved with the community. Yeah, difficult one because, like I say, I mean, you know, one of the amazing things about BrewDog is that it's so easy to get your feedback to the people that matter, but at the same time, that's something that can actually, like I say, if someone's worked on something for ages and it launches and the very first comment they read is, well, that's a stupid idea. It's that's yeah, horrible. Yeah, and we, you know? we can take we can take, we can take negatives as well as positives. I think the other the other thing is that it's all too easy to say Brewdog this and Brewdog that, almost like we're a faceless yeah. corporation and we're not at all. Um, th- there's no hidden agenda. There's no Brewdog trying to screw anyone over. It's someone has made a decision or has been asked to do something based on a decision from one of the directors that they believe or we believe is the right thing to do um, and we'll take the feedback on board and I think we've shown countless times that we'll change if if we feel that if if the feedback is we made a mistake but to just say Brewdog this and Brewdog that and Brewdog's done this and it's just that that can be a bit that's that kind of faceless um, thing yeah now okay different note looking at your engagement strategy document <laughs> that you did back in 2016 uh, you posted Anna there was a huge focus on engagement um so I mean really everything that you said in that document was I'm gonna do my very best like you mentioned before to get more staff involved with the EFPs and just just to get the company a bit more outward looking uh, a lot of the time do you think that role changed did it become much more project-based uh so yeah definitely um so that I'm still really proud of that engagement document and I think we did do a lot of the stuff in there that I'd intended to plus more some of the stuff we didn't but we kind of picked up other things that we were able to do um, and you can kind of see that in the stats over the over time that our engagement levels both on and off the forum have kind of increased over time uh, but yeah my role certainly yeah. and and this is partly down to me I guess is has changed and evolved over time I picked up much more projects uh, big pieces of work I ran um, the whole trading day um, launched the airline I ran the Brewdog Foundation for Brewdog I did all the internal uh, dogtail newsletters for the staff um, I ran and launched the uh, internal share plan so yes yeah, so a lot of things that kind of maybe the forum wouldn't have seen that was um, bigger project stuff behind the scenes and, and doing lots of different bits and pieces um, which definitely took time away from being able to do a lot of the core engagement as time went on uh, definitely um, yeah. which was I guess one negative as time went on that I was picking up more and more big projects which meant I couldn't devote as much time to forum and, and um, sorry to equity punk engagement yeah but saying that you've now got a nice team that are they doing are a indeed. damn good job and hopefully that you, most um, people shouldn't even notice a blip in the road as I depart the exit stage left while the show continues well you've 
you've just you've just queued up perfectly one of these comments. Uh, I, there was so many people on the forum replied to that thread saying how they're going to miss you, and you know people sharing stories about when they met you and that. And I've got I've got a couple here. Well, three I've just wanted to pull out anyway. So. Uh, yeah, and this one ties in perfectly with what you just said. This, this is a- Andrew from this very podcast. Wow, the business is going to wake up in a few weeks once you've left and not really know what to do. Given over half of the shareholders are new since you joined BrewDog, many won't remember the state of investor relations beforehand. I remember when you joined and that sorting that element out was your first job and the difference for EFP5 between EFP4 was night and day. Ultimately, BrewDog should be devastated to lose you. Nobody is irreplaceable, but with you, it'll be mighty hard. For me, the best quality you've shown is bringing people together. You've introduced me to more people than anyone else I could think of, and I'm fortunate to count you and many of those people as friends. Good luck. Enjoy the family time. And once you've had time to decompress, it'll be great to have you back as the Craft Beer Geek (laughs) UK on YouTube that we had before. That's lovely, yeah. And I think... um, it was touching kind of a lot of those comments and um, yeah, that that for me is the single most important thing um, for our for equity for punks is the community that you can build from it. So you can see that in the airlines with people making friends, people through the forum. I've made so many friends through equity for punks that, that that's for me is the biggest thing for BrewDog is the community, the community and friends that you can make through it. Yeah. I mean, no point there. We ever mentioned about this is making money, you know. I mean, making money. I, I, we've always said this is a, yeah, it's a function that Brewdog has to do in order to survive. But it's always felt like it's secondary to things like the community and brewing the great yeah. beer and all those things, you know. Um, Ian, uh, Ian, where are we? <clears throat> Sorry, Ian. Ian Moss's comment. What an impression you've made. I first came across you in the referral tables for EFP4. Who is this Cameron R that I keep <laughs> battling? Turns out, poacher come gamekeeper. We first met on the Columbus trip in 2017 on the American Airlines flight. A sneaky punk IPA in arrivals, followed by an awesome few days taking in the Columbus brewery, AGM and bars in Short North and surrounds. I've been very lucky to have had many subsequent trips and days with BrewDog, and you've always been at the centre of all, herding us through the stainless steel jungles of Columbus Oil and answering all manner of questions, handing out beers, and all delivered with a huge amount of pride, knowledge, and friendliness. The pinnacle was the inaugural BrewDog flight to Columbus in February this year. You didn't just get a huge undertaking, Neil. You added many little extras that made that flight and trip very special indeed. I wish you the very best for the future. Family time is important. You cannot rerun that. Enjoy every moment you can, but save some for the EFP days when I look forward to seeing you, quote, on our side. <laughs> Good luck, Cam. Yeah, and again, those those were the, the by far the highlights of my two years at BrewDog was when we had events with EFPs, whether it was a brew day at Ellen, whether it was a lab tour, whether it was Beatnik, whether it was a flight, just spending time with our community and kind of hearing what they're up to and the different levels of engagement from different people, people who are on the forum, people who are not, that was always the highlight of um, my time, spending time with our EFPs. Nice. Last one, I promise. Cam, I hope you were immensely proud reading all the responses on here from our incredible community, because I am so insanely proud. A community who you cared so passionately about before you joined the crew and then delivered on almost everything you promised, but then on so much more. I have loved working with you on both sides of the ponds and I know you're going to be successful in your new role. They are very lucky to have you. 
Loved having you on the team. We're better because you joined us and we will miss you daily. At least Jill and the boys can get that pup now. Proud of you, Ali. Oh, so there's a puppy on the way, is there? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we had a dinner at, uh, in Edinburgh last year uh, and she, with Jill and uh, she was beating me up about getting a puppy for Jill. Then and there, she was like showing me pictures of an adoption puppy saying, why don't you get this one? Wow. Uh, but yeah, I, Ali told me that she was reading that and she was she sent me a message saying, I'm way to reply to that thread. And and uh, and I was like, okay, and typical Ali, she'd probably put something mean. Um, but no, that was that was a really nice one. And she says almost, because we have this running joke where one of my objectives in year one was to, what I say was to double the number of VFPs because we had approximately 50,000. She has in writing that I said for 100,000 VFPs, I think we exited the year with 98,000. Oh. Uh, I, ta- I take that as a win because it was almost double. And if you round it up, but yeah, she, she keeps coming back to that one. So that was the almost, almost, almost everything. Brilliant. Almost 100,000. Nice. Let's get this wrapped up, Cam. There's beer to be drunk. Um, what are the things you are not going to miss about the jobs? The job? uh, definitely not going to miss a six hour, five hour train journey up from York to Aberdeen, I think. Um, that will be change for a two-hour trip to London instead. Um, but there's not, there's genuinely not much um, that I will look forward to leaving behind. Um, I'm definitely going to miss all of the crew at Brewdog and definitely going to miss getting involved in EFP events from the crew side, but I am definitely looking forward to getting involved with the EFPs from the EFP side. So look out for me at the next AGM. Yeah, one thing you forgot to mention there was the, uh, are you going to miss your free beer quota? Yeah, I guess I'll miss my free beer quota, but to be honest, I've got that much beer that I'm looking forward to trying to get through some of my uh, some of my staffs at the moment. Brilliant. The next time we see you, just be a wine <laughs> drinker, you'll be off beer for good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Cam, uh, thank you, buddy. I've, I've said this to you before and i'll say it again this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you so um yeah you know my feelings on that i'm not gonna sit here and 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 say all those things but yeah um from all of us on the podcast team and from all the fps and everybody who's worked with you thank you so much sir and really genuinely looking forward to getting a microphone in your face when you're actually got beers (laughs) in your hand and we can talk properly and not rushing around you're more than welcome rob and uh yeah i look forward to seeing you out and about hey thanks cam Thanks. Okay, that was the interview with Cam. Um, yeah, quite emotional at times yeah. there as well. And uh, I think I think I just I just want to say one thing about Cam that I didn't really show there in the interview. We that's the second time we recorded that interview. Um, the <laughs> first time we recorded it was on his second to last working day. We went and met up. And I stupidly recorded the wrong microphones, and so you couldn't actually make out a word of what we were saying. How could you? Uh, as if I would do that. <laughs> and it was Come really on. bad, and I felt so bad. So can you imagine what it was like to have to message me and go, hey, mate, I've, we're going to have to do all that again, the whole interview again. Uh, and he said, absolutely no problem at all. Pleasure to do it. And he bear in mind he doesn't work for Brewdog now, so that is extremely kind of him. Um, you got any thoughts, Andrew? Yeah, I was going to say two things. Firstly, not only has Cam left the team, but uh, Doogie's left the team as well from the EFP team. He, yeah, um, that was a shame. A he real he shame joined in, well. a, in a project role and by all accounts has um, found something 
uh, more suited to what he enjoys is, is how uh, I've heard it put that uh, is back in retail, which is where he came from. So we thank him as well for his partnership. He's, he's a lovely blog, Doug. Yeah, I had a long chat with him at various events this year. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, we miss him, but we wish him well. Um, you'll have heard him mentioned in Fiona Hunter's interview from exactly. Beatnik, because yeah. that's, that's her other half uh, but as for cam well i wouldn't get nearly as much out of my interactions with brew dog if it wasn't for cam he's introduced me to at least 10 other people who i now consider friends um he was the one that suggested you contact me rob back in yes. uh, over a year ago when you were looking for a more contributors to the podcast so have him to thank for that he's an all-around lovely guy i'm delighted for him that he's found an opportunity that lets him spend more time with his family and see his kids grow up which is i'm sure what everyone would want um and you know he remains a friend of the podcast and a friend of Brewdog. yeah and he'll still be around and he'll still be on occasion he's he's not disappeared altogether he's just going back to being a fan of Brewdog rather than working for them so there we go i i can't see anything more than what what's his name oh andrew I'd forgotten his name. <laughs> All right, Paul. <laughs> what, what, what he said. So Amazing. I no, but I mean, I'm actually looking just now. The fact that he's he's um, obviously Cameron's leaving. Um, Bruce Cameron is my name. I can actually claim Brew Brew Dog Cameron now. <laughs> it's not about you, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is the body's not even cold. Bruce Dog. <laughs> Bruce, Dog Bruce Dog Cameron. Here you go. Here you go. Okay, Bruce. Oh, brace yourselves, everyone. Here we go. Bruce, joke time. It's not a joke. It's the truth. Now, my mate's grandparents were named Pearl and Dean, but he called them Grandma and Grandpapa, Papa, 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 Papa. Rob, why, why, is, it, why is your face covered by your hands? I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the joke I was telling it. That's right. I'm going to tell the kids about the laugh. People on Patreon pay good money for that. <laughs> Why? Oh, horrendous. Why? Okay, that's it for this podcast. We'll be back as normal in around two weeks' time. A final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdog news for all the details on the really cool video that Kevin Mitchell from Brewdog from Border Digital, damn, I've done it again, helped us put together. Uh, let's give everybody a chance to say where you can be found online. Let's start with you, Andrew. You can find me on the Brewdog Equity for Punks forum as Andrew. Simple. Awesome. Uh, Joe. if people want to say hi to you, where can they find you? On the forum, I am Joanne Love Beer, and on Instagram, I am a woman's brew. Excellent. Bruce? Well, I'm I'm going to claim Bruce Dog Cameron in the forum, and on Instagram, I'm BrewLafoo, but I haven't been posting anything there re- recently. Uh, Twitter, BrewLafoo again, and that's about it, really. Facebook. Fair enough. And you can find me at Sunscream on the Twitter and the same Sunscream on the forums. You can find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. I really need to update that. That's a good reminder. <laughs> uh, and that's it for this week. You can send us a voicemail to our local rate number 01224 518501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. And our Twitter is Brewdog News. Oh, and our Instagram, expertly run by Andrew, as ever, is Brewdog News Podcast. Show notes for past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. There's links on the website. Have a fantastic couple of weeks, everybody. Bye! Bye! Joe, James Pond was a mud skipper. Oh, 
Not a frog. No. Both wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I, I made beer last week. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What beer did you make? Uh, two kinds. Now, it was, uh, there, was, there was 12 of us EFPs from Glasgow. We all we all met up. Friend of the show, uh, Peter. Peter Brown, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll, name, I'll, name, I'll name the, the 10 if that's okay with you, Rob. Well, you're going to, I'm yeah. sure. Go yeah. for it. So, basically, they, were make, it was, they went to Drygate, and there's two 50-litre kits there. And um, guys started talk, talking about the normal basics of making beers and all the different effects, the ingredients. We had a a small brewery tour of of Drygate. That was great. Um, you know, it was really good actually. Going into the hop room and they passed out the frozen hops, and you got to smell them. And you picked up a bag and went, "You could smell. Ooh, that's punk." And you went, "Ooh, that's in um, other beers." And you could you could actually specify. In, and see that it was really really nice. Correct. So we are making a northeast IPA um, with mango, papaya, and lime zest, um, and a barley wine, which is a, a chocolate coffee cherry barley wine. Ooh, that sounds nice. So it should yeah, be ready. Been busy. Yeah. yeah, it should be ready in about four or six weeks. Um, I want a big big thank you and a shout to Gareth, who was a Drygate brew dude. He was really great, and um, lunch was great. It's actually it's really worth a visit. Have you been, Andrew? Yeah, I really like Drygate in the sort of, not the, uh, is there different rooms in there, but sort of the room that has the main bar and it's sort of bench seating and they do kind of Downstairs, pub yeah. grub. Yeah, it's sort of pub yes. grub, but there's also interesting bits to it. So your burger might be a venison burger or something like that and sort of slightly fancier or twisted and stuff. I had a really hot, spicy Thai green curry. Ooh. Really, really nice. Um, so there was myself, a friend of the show, Peter, um, Ian, Ross, Paul, Scott, Gary, Craig, Alan underscore B, another Ian, um, Sarah and Robert. So nice. all of us, all of us EFPs met up and we're going to meet up again in about four or six weeks time, I think, to get them. And what I'll do is once we get the beers home, I think we're going to get seven bottles of each. Um, I'll, I'll send up a couple and you can try them. Nice. Cool. Was it, was it an expensive day? £36 each. And that's a full day. Yeah, that's not bad. That's, hold on, so it's 36 quid for your full day and you get to actually take some of the beer home as well, eventually. Not, o- not only that, um, you get to take the beer home, but you get to name it and they will label it for you. Nice. Huh. Oh, do they package it for you? They package it for you, yeah, that's all included. It's a wee bit, I was going to say, it was always the worst bit when I went to U-Brew in Bermondsey when, but before they had their financial troubles. The worst bit was always the packaging and the crown caps because that just took forever and you made such a mess. So if they're going to do that for you, I think you're onto a winner. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they do it for you. Now, they said there's going to be some wastage and I think we were going to end up with like seven bottles or eight bottles of one and seven of the other, whatever you want. So yeah, it's going to, it should turn out quite, well, fingers crossed, it'll turn out quite nice. So we, we got to, you know, do the mash and then do the, I can remember, right? I, the splurge? The, what is it? Sparge. Splurge? Sparge, there you go. Thanks, <laughs> Joe. 
I've no idea. But I'm glad one of us here pays attention to this <laughs> beer making malarkey. Yeah, I need to make more beer. beer actually. So yeah, so I I did a bit of, a bit of sparging there, and yeah, um, <laughs> the, got the tour of the wee place. Yeah, really really enjoyed it. So it's it kind of uh, it's kind of got me back. I was kind of losing a wee bit with the craft beer scene. Yeah, I don't know why, but that really really got me feeling oh. How much is one of these things? You know, one of these these big iron kettle things, which is basically all it is. It was two and a half grand. I thought, oh, maybe not. <laughs> I've got a I've got a small batch kit that I use on my stove. We'll talk later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What nice. have you made recently, Joe? What's What's your best um, recipe? The last one that I made was a cranberry saison. That was really good. Ooh, I was very pleased with that. Saison. Yeah, it was good. No, I was very. Very happy with that. <laughs> nice. I want to do a cherry um, stout next. Well, the the coffee, the the choco coffee cherry mm. cherry barley wine, oh, that'll be an interesting outcome. So, yeah. but no, um, a few of the guys uh, there. Um, I didn't get a chance to speak to everybody, but a few of them did say that they listened to the podcast as well and enjoyed it. Well, that's but, good. I mean, particularly like my jokes. Particularly um. like your jokes. Absolutely, <laughs> they, they were lying. They were just being nice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did anyway. you did you enjoy your nap that you got afterwards? <laughs> I did. I got on the train home, um, got the road. I was planning to get back so I could do something with the girls and that. I got home and then it went, oh, give me two seconds. Yeah, I think I fell asleep for about seven hours. Amazing. <laughs> Don't drink in the daytime. That's the, No, that's the no. But yeah, no, I, I would thoroughly recommend it. It was a great day. 